ideas are everywhere. Welcome to Lessons Learned in Marketing, the Phoenix Group Podcast. I'm your host, David Bellarive. Today, I'm talking more artificial intelligence, this time from right here in Saskatchewan. I'm talking with Brianna Brunel. Enjoy the conversation. Hi, Brianna. Hello. Thank you very much for spending some time with me. Oh, you're very welcome. I'm happy to be here. Can you um, tell me and uh, everyone a little bit about uh, who you are and and what do you do? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Well, I'm a data scientist. I've been uh, in the data science area for quite a while now. And it's interesting because when I started, um, it wasn't a a very interesting thing to be interested in. Uh, But (laughs) yeah, you know, and, and we're seeing people that are kind of coming around to it now. Um, so it's been interesting to see the, the change in people's attitudes about, uh, about that. Um, but yeah, so I'm founder of an AI company, Peer Strategy. Started, uh, we started about two years or so ago, and um, we're helping companies make faster data-driven decisions uh, with AI. So, um, lots for me to unpack there, because uh, I don't think I understand any of it. What does a data scientist do? Well, usually uh, what I would do is I would work with a company um, on their uh, data stream. So, you know, they would have information that was um, about, for example, how their customers were using their product. Uh, They might have information from a survey. Um, They might have uh, some kind of information um, about their um, systems internally. Like, for example, in manufacturing, they might have data from uh, some of the, the machines that they're using. Um, and so what I would do um, is I would take that information um, and try and provide something useful uh, to inform the decisions that the company would be making. So um, understanding the customers better, um, optimizing performance, um, understanding what our market opportunities existed, um, those kinds of things. So this is what Pure Strategy and the work you're doing in artificial intelligence does? Yeah, so we're focused on uh, looking at uh, the customer experience in a holistic way. Um, So, you know, every company has customers and um, it varies uh, quite a bit with uh, how well the company really understands their customers. And so uh, we try and help them uh, do that better so that they can capitalize on the opportunities that are out there. So when, um, when I think of using data, I think of, um, I, I don't know, like Google Analytics or, or this kind of data, but you're, you're taking a bigger picture view of data, our data, right? Or are you? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, I mean, Google Analytics is extremely useful and important. We use it also. Um, but, you know, it's kind of the tip of the iceberg when it comes to the kind of data that is usually available, um, especially in a large uh, organization, Uh, there's information coming in um, from many different sources. And so it's always a challenge to try and figure out um, how to use it um, to make the business better. Well, and and how, are there any examples you can give me of how that comes from, how a customer experience is improved by your uh, using data? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so one of the one of the things that um, uh, companies come to us often uh, wondering about 
is how they can make um, the customer journey more seamless and easier. Um, so think about uh, when you're onboarding a new customer, um, what the process is like for them um, and how you can, as a company, understand their thought process as they go through that. Um, and so what we do is we can look in uh, large volumes of data to understand uh, where um, certain things in the uh, onboarding process are maybe tripping them up, slowing them down, um, being uh, confusing, uh, that kind of thing. And um, so the way uh, that we do that is we can um, compile a lot of data um, into something that's useful so that the company can actually see where they can make real changes. And as an example, I, I'm not sure I'm, I'm, I'm still, you know, you got to forgive me for being <laughs> a dumb marketer. <laughs> but um, so I'm, I'm, you're collecting data, like would that be um, uh, data that you gather through conversations as well as um, just like the physical data that is produced? Yeah, so, so it's a combination of multiple data sources. Um, so often uh, there will be some kind of a, a survey uh, instrument that's uh, given to people as soon as they've onboarded onto the product. So if you think about um, if you're uh, buying a new piece of software and uh, you, you've just started using it um, to understand sort of how to get started with it. So um, as an example, uh, Slack has one of the best um, in my opinion, anyway, the best um, new user onboarding processes. Mm -hmm. um, it's very easy to create a Slack group. It's very easy to invite other people to the Slack group. Um, it's very easy to understand how to log in and all of that kind of thing. Um, so you can tell that they've spent a long time um, and put a lot of effort into simplifying that process. Um, contrast that with, you know, the last time that I... Uh, uh, went on uh, a business trip um, and I was trying to book uh, my airplane tickets and you know you have to go through probably 10 or 15 screens you know saying no I don't need insurance no I you know I don't want to pick my seat now um, and it's very difficult and, and uh, confusing to get that process done you know booking uh, booking a trip a business trip should be a lot easier than that and so that's the kind of information or one type of information that we can use to um, sort of make customers happier right away. So as there as uh, you group or collect all the uh, thousands of customers that go down this journey, you start to see the, the forks or the problems that uh, arise uh, occasionally or quite often. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that way we can see whether there's um, user experience uh, things that need to be changed, uh, whether there needs to be a process change with um, how the sales staff are, are talking with customers, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and where does artificial intelligence come into that? Um, so that's what, what allows us to do this at scale. Um, oh. So uh, the AI system... Um, it's sort of a, a, a way to be able to gather all of that information quickly um, and be able to get uh, something usable out of it quickly. Um, so often uh, customers are, are doing this already. So businesses are looking at their customer journey um, 
already, uh, but very often they're doing it by hand um, and it's kind of a, a piecemeal approach or they're doing it um, with sort of a, um, a very rudimentary sort of um, analysis. So they're not getting into depth with mm -hmm. it, um, but we can use some of the state of the art in machine learning um, to be able to uh, simplify the process, make it fast, and make it understandable to non-data scientists. Would would most companies um, or many companies have that much data? Um, you know, it's interesting because uh, the amount of data that companies are collecting um, is getting, I would say, exponentially greater. Um, yeah. Even just within the time that um, that I've been working in data science, you know, we used to think that. Um, 10,000 rows was a lot of data. Um, but now, like, that's most companies um, have millions of rows of data uh, because there are so many, um, so many user interactions with their system. So if right. you think of, um, you know, your interaction with, um, with Slack, for example, um, you know, when do you log in? Where do you log in? You know, when do you have problems? How many work groups do you have? All of that information um, can give uh, companies a huge amount of insight in how to make their products better. And is that uh, is that one of the places that you would start with at Pure Strategy? Is kind of getting a a, a picture of w what what do we have to work with? Yeah, absolutely. So so our first step is always um, to do an assessment of where the data. Um, is coming into the organization now. Um, and I think more crucially, um, it's about how are people within the organization using it and what decisions they're making as a result of it. So, you know, we often, um, we come across companies who are collecting a lot of data, uh, but they don't really know what to do with it. Um, and so, you know, you have this sentiment inside the organization of like, anxiety because they know that they have all this information. Um, in a lot of cases, they're spending a lot of money to get the information, um, but nobody's really doing anything useful with it. So it's hard to, um, sometimes it's hard to uh, be able to move the organization along with um, the opportunities that are based in the data uh, before they really understand how they can actually use it. So uh, that's part of our process to, to show them, you know, how useful it can actually be. And are, uh, are you seeing marketers caring much about artificial intelligence or this sort of, um, I guess, using artificial intelligence in the customer experience? Absolutely. And um, I think that marketing is an area that is, uh, there's a lot of really useful and interesting technology in the area right now. Um, and I mean, part of it has to do with um, the customer experience and how you can improve that. Uh, but it also starts well before that so that you can understand um, what your potential customers might look like. Or you can understand, you know, who you want to be targeting by uh, your new advertising campaign. Uh, those, all of those things uh, really play into the kind of analytics that we can do. One of the things um, we were talking about last week over coffee, well, I shouldn't say over coffee because I had a coffee, but you didn't have a coffee, <laughs> uh, which is a sad inside joke. But anyway, <laughs> um, was the idea of uh, creating like um, 
because uh, because all this data is coming in all the time and and uh, probably most of us are over- overwhelmed by it so it is ignored or we don't really pay attention to it was creating um, not a dashboard but sort of alerts to to when problems were were coming up yeah and and in my opinion I think that that is really um where the the industry is going um so you know for a long time people were just kind of uh, putting all their data in dashboards and saying okay well you know if there's a problem go look at it and see if you can figure out what's happening mm-hmm. um but in a lot of cases that's not really very useful because you know as soon as you um, are seeing something on the ground uh, it's usually a major problem already um, and so what you'd rather do um, is have uh, have a system that can proactively look at your data um, so that you don't fall into that uh, kind of trap. So instead of you being reactive to it and saying, oh, shoot, I better look at the dashboard, um, having a proactive system allows you to always be on top of it. And so, you know, I think that that's where, um, that's what we're building. And I think that that's where the industry is going. When should um, when should a company be starting to think about this kind of thing, or what stage of their size, or even I guess uh, abilities? I think that for a lot of businesses, um, it's it's a challenge because they they don't really know where to start, and yeah. uh, so the first step uh, that I always recommend to companies, um, the first step is always to look at what you have. Um, understand what information you have uh, about your customers, your market, um, the business itself, so things like scheduling and, and, um, and uh, revenue, that kind of thing, um, and understanding what decisions you are already making with that data and thinking about what decisions you want to be able to make from that data. So um, often when you say, you know, I wish I could understand um, a certain thing like uh, maybe you want you're a restaurant and you want to understand um, how well your training programs are working. Well, uh, then maybe you want to uh, collect different data, uh, more data in certain areas uh, so that you can answer some of those questions. So often it's really enlightening when when companies um, start thinking about you know, what are the possibilities um, that this data can un- unlock for us? And then there's a, it kind of opens the floodgates because people get really excited and they realize how important this could be uh, to the business. And often it can be a game changer. I, it's really exciting how you're, how you're approaching this. Like I've spoken to um, a couple of AI companies and uh, in very different, different ways, like small little services. This is really, uh, it, a huge impact on or potentially a huge impact on on a business what are some of the challenges that uh people face like trying to incorporate this into their business i would say the biggest challenge that we've come across so far um is to have the business um aligned to a small number of objectives uh with their uh data processes so what seems to happen or what often happens is you have different groups within the organization um, that are making decisions on different data sets and they don't always talk. Uh, The data is not necessarily shared between the groups. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And to really make this effective for the business as a whole, uh, you need to get everybody on board uh, with how everyone is going to be using data. And so especially when you have um, groups who have maybe been kind of charting their own course, uh, sometimes it's a challenge to get everybody aligned um, to the same uh, the same decisions that need to be made with the data um, and the same processes. So um, I think that it's all about alignment, um, mm -hmm. making sure you have good alignment within the whole organization. And as anybody in a big organization knows, that's not always an <laughs> But people can do it. It can be done. It, it, it can be done. It's possible. <laughs> and when if you can do it, when you do do it, it's a it's amazing how fast you can move regardless yeah. of how big your your company is have you have you seen that happen absolutely so um one of the one of the uh, projects that we were doing was um looking at um the effectiveness of uh, a certain uh, prescription drug um and so what we wanted to find out um, is what uh, what the experience of patients were who were taking this. Um, and so we did some analysis um, and we found that their description of, uh, of the um, like the symptoms that they were experiencing were um, really different than the, the marketing team was uh, was conceiving of how they should be marketing this uh, this portfolio. Oh and interesting. So completely eye-opening because you know it being a one of the larger um, portfolio portfolios for the company um, and realizing that you know there were there were mess there was messaging in um, describing the symptoms that they were not catching was like a total game changer for them in their in their uh, creative uh, when they were doing the creative process with their ad agency Mm-hmm. Yeah. So once they really connect with how people are seeing it, it probably did just take off or they found a whole bunches of new people. Yeah, for sure. Is there is there anything um, a company can do right now to prepare for using AI in their business? And I guess uh, maybe that's a huge question to ask. But <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think it's about understanding... Um, how data is being used in your organization and how you want to use data. So, um, you know, I talked a little bit about um, taking stock of understanding what information you have right now about your customers, you know, even things as simple as where they live, what are their demographics, you know, how often do they buy, what are their, what's their average spend? Um, and then looking at uh, what are the factors that you want to positively affect? So, do you want to, um, you know, grow your customer base into new demographics, for example? Um, do you want to increase how much each, each customer is spending with you? Um, do you want to uh, introduce a new product uh, into the market that will target the customers that you already have? Uh, those kinds of things. So understanding um, what the data is that you want uh, to have and what you want to do with it as a company, I think, is really important. And that will prepare you for uh, a lot of things uh, when, when the AI tools get better and better. So is that something that uh, you would do with the company? Or it, it seems to me that most wouldn't really be able to grasp 
you know, even the data they might have. Yes. And, and it's, it's what we start with. So when we work with a company, um, that's the first step is um, understanding all of those things. Because, you know, almost all of the time, um, the, the people that are working in the company, uh, they're experts in that industry. They're not necessarily experts in, in data. They're not experts in AI. Um, and so for us to come in and do that assessment with them so that they can understand how it can be useful to them. Um, is something that uh, can be really helpful in their growth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I think even here we have uh, project management system and billing systems and then, you know, the other kind of tools that also are collecting data. And I guess we're just thinking the, those dashboards are what we have and often don't even realize there's just piles and piles of data behind all of that that could be used in different ways. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So the podcast is called Lessons Learned in Marketing, and uh, I was wondering if you had any big lessons that you've learned in your work through through AI for marketing. Well, you know, being in the AI industry, um, you know, for the last little while, um, nothing surprises me anymore about what AI can do. Mm -hmm. I think that that's probably the biggest lesson that I've learned. I think that uh, when I started, I was always, you know extremely impressed and just amazed at, you know, what everybody was doing. And don't get me wrong, I'm still impressed and amazed at what everybody's doing, uh, but I'm no longer surprised that uh, the technology has got to that level. And uh, even in creating our own technology, uh, there are so many times where, um, you know, the results would be um, outside of my expectations. It would be, um, it would give us a result that um, I hadn't thought of or it was something that I <laughs> hadn't thought to look at. Mm-hmm. Um, but the AI would actually pick it up and sort of say, hey, you know, like, <laughs> there's something going on here that you should look at. And um, so that started really surprising me and making me think like, oh, goodness, I've created a system that's smarter than me. <laughs> so, which is great, except for, you know, it, it really humbles you as a, as a human. Um, but yeah, so now I think uh, nothing would really surprise me. The, the capabilities um, are, it's going so quickly right now that it's, it's an exciting time to be in the industry. Are there any resources or sort of um, places a person can just sort of glean and find out what is happening and, and what are some of the ideas that are being discovered or being worked on? Uh, actually, a lot of the, um, a lot of the tech publications uh, that are out now, uh, like io9 and um, Wired, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of really good resources there that make it um, sort of clear and relatable. Mm-hmm. Um, so I and I, you know, I'm a junkie when it comes to some of those sites. I love reading about what are the things that are happening in in uh, machine learning right now. But uh, yeah, I think there's a lot of publications doing a good job of covering it. Oh, cool. Good. That's good. Good resources to kind of dig into a little bit, a little bit further just to expand. Because I was, you know, um, the first time I uh, talked to anybody about this was through um, uh, x.ai and my little um, calendar assistant, Amy, now, who's my artificial intelligent assistant for booking yeah. meetings. And then it expanded into, you know, oh, some marketers are using it for uh, chat and for helping to solve like a product fit, what's the best product for you. And now this is even beyond all that. It's, it's, it's quite exciting. And I'm sure there's lots of other stuff going on. 
Yeah, it's, it's been a, an interesting ride. Uh, starting a company is uh, very different from what I imagined, but uh, I'm enjoying it very much. Well, it's fantastic. And are you are you based in Saskatchewan, or are you just coming here every now and then? Uh, so I, I go back and forth between Saskatoon and Toronto most of all. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, my husband lives in Saskatoon, so I have a reason to be here. Yeah, that's a pretty good reason, yeah. <laughs> well, my last question is, uh, what's the best advice you've ever received in relation to AI? Oh, the better, the best advice. That's an interesting question. Um, <laughs> I think one of the things that people are thinking about a lot more now is um, how to understand, um, how to validate whether or not it's working. Um, and so I just... <laughs> That's advice specifically, but um, because there have been some pretty um, public fails in this area, um, I think it's going to be more and more important. Um, so, you know, for instance, when um, Amazon, I think it was Amazon Home accidentally sent a <laughs> file of like a conversation between a husband and wife to one of their random contacts. That could have gone a lot worse. Um, yeah, so, you know, that, um, obviously, there's been some some accidents with self-driving cars. I think, you know, really understanding um, how to validate uh, that your AI system is doing what you think it's doing um, mm-hmm. is only going to become more and more important. So um, the advice, I guess, would be uh, make sure it's working. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> Uh, Brianna, how could people learn more about you and Pure Strategy, or where where could they find you? Sure. So Pure Strategy is at uh, purestrategy.ai, um, and my personal web website is uh, leopardlist.com. Leopardlist. Yes, leopardlist. No leopards. Oh, leopardlist. Okay. There's definitely a story behind that one. <laughs> and are you sharing that story, or? Sure. Sure. So um, last year, um, I was headed to San Francisco. Um, I was going to move there for the summer, and um, I had my flights booked and and everything. And um, when I was trying to find a place to live, I was uh, contacting uh, this person who was recommended by a mutual friend. And so we were chatting about this place that that I was going to rent. So it was basically a uh, a shared house. And uh, the conversation was going fine. Um, And all of a sudden, one of the things that he mentioned was um, that there's a leopard on site. (laughs) And this was late in the conversation. As I said, um, I already had my flight booked. I was planning. I told everybody that I was moving. And um, I, you know, was thinking, you would think that that would be one of the first things that you mentioned. Right. Is there's a leopard at the house. <laughs> and so I just, I don't know, it was getting way too weird for me. So I canceled it. <laughs> I lost all of the money on the flight because I didn't cancel it in time or whatever. And um, and I didn't move. So, yeah, no leopards, leopardless. <laughs> awesome. And that became your blog. Yes. <laughs> Great story. Well, Brianna, thanks so much. I wish I could talk to you more, although I feel like uh, it's it's more of a a learning experience for me than for you. So I appreciate you (laughs) being able to explain things. I enjoy myself. Yeah, I'm happy to talk and yeah. All right. Well, we'll talk soon. Thanks again. Thanks. Goodbye. 